Section 29 of Optics. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Pamela Krantz. Optics by Isaac Newton. Book 2, Part 4, Observations 1 through 6. Observations concerning the reflections and colors of thick, transparent, polished plates. There is no glass or speculum, how well soever polished, but besides the light which it refracts or reflects regularly, scatters every way irregularly a faint light, by means of which the polished surface, when illuminated in a dark room by a beam of the sun's light, may be easily seen in all positions of the eye. There are certain phenomena of this scattered light, which, when I first observed them, seemed very strange and surprising to me. My observations were as follows. Observation 1. The sun, shining into my darkened chamber through a hole one-third of an inch wide, I let the intermitted beam of light fall perpendicularly upon a glass speculum, ground concave on one side and convex on the other, to a sphere of five feet and eleven inches radius, and quicksilvered over on the convex side and holding a white opaque chart or a choir of paper at the centre of the spheres to which the speculum was ground that is at the distance of about five feet and eleven inches from the speculum in such manner that the beam of light might pass through a little hole made in the middle of the chart to the speculum and thence be reflected back to the same hole i observed upon the chart four or five concentric irises or rings of colours like rainbows, encompassing the whole much after the manner that those which in the fourth and following observations of the first part of this book appeared between the object glasses, encompassed the black spot, but yet larger and fainter than those. These rings, as they grew larger and larger, became diluter and fainter, so that the fifth was scarce visible. Yet sometimes, when the sun shone very clear, there appeared faint lineaments of a sixth and seventh, if the distance of the chart from the speculum was much greater or much less than that of six feet the rings became dilute and vanished and if the distance of the speculum from the window was much greater than that of six feet the reflected beam of light would be so broad at the distance of six feet from the speculum where the rings appeared as to obscure one or two of the innermost rings and therefore i usually place the speculum at about six feet from the window so that its focus might there fall in with the centre of its concavity at the rings upon the chart. And this posture is always to be understood in the following observations where no other is expressed. Observation 2. The colours of these rainbows succeeded one another from the centre outwards, in the same form and order with those which were made in the ninth observation of the first part of this book by light not reflected, but transmitted through the two object glasses. For first there was in their common centre a white round spot of faint light, something broader than the reflected beam of light, which beam sometimes fell upon the middle of the spot, and sometimes by a little inclination of the speculum receded from the middle and left the spot white to the centre. This white spot was immediately encompassed with a dark grey or russet, and that dark grey with the colours of the first iris which colours on the inside next the dark grey were a little violet and indigo and next to that a blue 
which on the outside grew pale and then succeeded a little greenish yellow and after that a brighter yellow and then on the outward edge of the iris a red which on the outside inclined to purple this iris was immediately encompassed with a second whose colors were in order from the inside outwards purple blue green yellow light red a red mixed with purple then immediately followed the colors of the third iris which were in order outwards a green inclining to purple a good green and a red more bright than that of the former iris the fourth and fifth iris seemed of a bluish green within and red without but so faintly that it was difficult to discern the colors observation three measuring the diameters of these rings upon the chart as accurately as i could i found them also in the same proportion to one another with the rings made by light transmitted through the two object glasses for the diameters of the four first of the bright rings measured between the brightest parts of their orbits at the distance of six feet from the speculum were one and eleven sixteenths two and three eighths two and eleven twelfths three and three eighths inches whose squares are in arithmetical progression of the numbers one two three four if the white circular spot in the middle be reckoned amongst the rings and its central light where it seems to be most luminous be put equipollent to an infinitely little ring the squares of the diameters of the rings will be in the progression zero one two three four etc i measured also the diameters of the dark circles between these luminous ones and found their squares in the progression of the numbers one half one and one half two and one half three and one half etc the diameters of the first four at the distance of six feet from the speculum being one and three sixteenths two and one sixteenth two and two-thirds three and three twentieths inches if the distance of the chart from the speculum was increased or diminished the diameters of the circles were increased or diminished proportionally observation four by the analogy between these rings and those described in the observations of the first part of this book i suspected that there were many more of them which spread into one another and by interfering mixed their colors and diluted one another so that they could not be seen apart i viewed them therefore through a prism as i did those in the twenty-fourth observation of the first part of this book and when the prism was so placed as by refracting the light of their mixed colors to separate them and distinguish the rings from one another as it did those in that observation i could then see them distincter than before and easily number eight or nine of them and sometimes twelve or thirteen and had not their light been so very faint i question not but that i might have seen many more observation five placing a prism at the window to refract the intermitted beam of light and cast the oblong spectrum of colors on the speculum i covered the speculum with a black paper which had in the middle of it a hole to let any one of the colors pass through to the speculum whilst the rest were intercepted by the paper and now i found rings of that color only which fell upon the speculum if the speculum was illuminated with red the rings were totally red with dark intervals if with blue they were totally blue and so of the other colors and when they were illuminated with any one color the squares of their diameters measured between their most luminous parts were in the arithmetical progression of the numbers zero one two three four 
and the squares of the diameters of their dark intervals in the progression of the intermediate numbers one-half one and one-half two and one-half three and one-half but if the color was varied they varied their magnitude in the red they were largest in the indigo and violet least and in the intermediate colors yellow green and blue they were of several intermediate bignesses answering to the color that is greater in yellow than in green and greater in green than in blue and hence i knew that when the speculum was illuminated with white light the red and yellow on the outside of the rings were produced by the least refrangible rays and the blue and violet by the most refrangible and that the colors of each ring spread into the colors of the neighboring rings on either side after the manner explained in the first and second part of this book and by mixing diluted one another so that they could not be distinguished unless near the center where they were least mixed for in this observation i could see the rings more distinctly and to a greater number than before being able in the yellow light to number eight or nine of them besides a faint shadow of a tenth to satisfy myself how much the colors of the several rings spread into one another i measured the diameters of the second and third rings and found them when made by the confine of the red and orange to be to the same diameters when made by the confine of blue and indigo as nine to eight or thereabouts for it was hard to determine this proportion accurately also the circles made successively by the red yellow and green differed more from one another than those made successively by the green blue and indigo for the circle made by the violet was too dark to be seen to carry on the computation let us therefore suppose that the differences of the diameters of the circles made by the outmost red the confine of red and orange the confine of orange and yellow the confine of yellow and green the confine of green and blue the confine of blue and indigo the confine of indigo and violet and outmost violet are in proportion as the differences of the lengths of a monochord which sound the tones in an eight sol la fa sol la mi fa sol that is as the numbers one ninth one eighteenth one twelfth one twelfth two twenty seventh one twenty seventh one eighteenth and if the diameter of the circle made by the confine of red and orange be nine a and that of the circle made by the confine of blue and indigo be eight a is above their difference nine a minus eight a will be to the difference of the diameters of the circles made by the outmost red and by the confine of red and orange as one eighteenth plus one twelfth plus one twelfth plus two twenty seventh to one ninth that is as eight twenty seventh to one ninth or eight to three and to the difference of the circles made by the outmost violet and by the confine of blue and indigo as one eighteenth plus one twelfth plus one twelfth plus two twenty-seventh to one twenty-seventh plus one-eighteenth that is as eight twenty-seventh to five fifty-fourths or as sixteen to five and therefore these differences will be three-eighths a and five-sixteenths a add the first to nine a and subduct the last from eight a and you will have the diameters of the circles made by the least and most refrangible rays seventy-five-eighths a and sixty-one and a half eighths a these diameters are therefore to one another as seventy-five to sixty-one and a half or fifty to forty-one
and their squares as 2500 to 1681, that is, as 3 to 2 very nearly, which proportion differs not much from the proportion of the diameters of the circles made by the outmost red and outmost violet in the thirteenth observation of the first part of this book. Observation 6. Placing my eye where these rings appeared plainest, I saw the speculum tinged all over with waves of colors, red, yellow, green, blue, like those which in the observations of the first part of this book appeared between the object glasses and upon bubbles of water, but much larger, and after the manner of those they were of various magnitudes in various positions of the eye, swelling and shrinking as I moved my eye this way and that way. They were formed like arcs of concentric circles, as those were, and when my eye was over against the center of the concavity of the speculum, that is, five feet and ten inches distant from the speculum, their common center was in a right line with that center of concavity, and with the hole in the window. But in other postures of my eye their center had other positions. They appeared by the light of the clouds propagated to the speculum through the hole in the window and when the sun shone through that hole upon the speculum, his light upon it was of the color of the ring whereon it fell, but by its splendor obscured the rings made by the light of the clouds, unless when the speculum was removed to a great distance from the window, so that his light upon it might be broad and faint. By varying the position of my eye, and moving it nearer to or farther from the direct beam of the sun's light, the color of the sun's reflected light constantly varied upon the speculum, as it did upon my eye, the same color always appearing to a bystander upon my eye which to me appeared upon the speculum. And thence I knew that the rings of colors upon the chart were made by these reflected colors, propagated thither from the speculum in several angles, and that their production depended not upon the termination of light and shadow. End of section 29 Recorded by Pamela Krantz.